Gaming History 101. Extra credit. All right, what's up, guys? It's Fred Rojas, and uh, actually, I am not uh, the host of this episode. This is actually Jam. He did a great extra credit for us, uh, but I just wanted to interject real quick and kind of apologize to everybody because uh, I was not able to do an episode of GH101 due to work, and I really wasn't able to record uh, for also work reasons and personal reasons. Um, just life's been busy. Um, a, uh, a episode of GH101. So I just wanted to come up and say I'm sorry. Jam came through in a pinch. He had been planning a show anyway so this just came out at the right time and then it took me forever to even post it up so you're getting this on sunday and then you're getting ghx on monday and then a new gh101 on wednesday so i'm sorry that they're all kind of front-loaded like this but we do the best we can but we all have lives anyway with that i'm going to turn it over to jam and let you listen to this great extra credit he's whipped up for us hey guys what's up jam here aka jamalias Kind of within the extra credit episode, or maybe I'll call this a Ram Jam episode. Uh, this weekend, Fred and I are off, uh, or this week I should say, we're off from Gaming History 101. So I thought I'd uh, go back and record a solo podcast. I haven't done a solo podcast for quite some time. Uh, maybe even, maybe it's Bubble Bobble I did last time. It feels like so long ago since I did these. Um, I, I really enjoy doing these solo shows, but I just never really post most of my i've recorded a few in the past as well but never decided to put them on youtube for some reason but hey i'm back to it today and i thought this might be a good uh, weekend just to get back into the swing of things uh, since we're we're having a little uh, a week off uh, from things uh, and also just kind of give you an update this show's not going to be particularly about anything in particular although what i'm going to discuss uh, later in the show is i will discuss kind of uh uh sort of car more car boot stuff because i know some people have shown an interest in that uh kind of a bit of just going around looking like game hunting really sort of like just the thrill of hunting out in the wild as people say and i'll probably uh, cover what i've been playing as well and that's really all this show is going to be it will have a retro focus so there is going to be i will be discussing retro related games and um, maybe a few modern things as well because i do dabble in the modern games too um so yeah i thought what i'd do to start with for this show is kind of give you guys maybe an update i did want to do this in an article but i've just been very very busy and um why not just uh, jump up on the podcast and just literally just tell you guys kind of what's a little bit of background and what's been happening because as you know um not too long ago i did take a little bit of a hiatus um from gaming history 101 and uh, there's no there's no problems nothing's gone wrong or anything um, i simply moved um, i think we made that quite clear on the podcast um I moved from a location I was living up in um, Cambridgeshire in um, in England and um, me and my partner we moved down to sort of the south coast really we're now living in a in a different area of the country although England isn't a very big country as, uh, as most of you know um, but it's still four hours away and any type of move is usually kind of stressful it involves a lot we had quite a lot to do in that period um, in fact I was surprised how much still needs to be done and <laughs> And in a way, we're still sort of, we're still kind of sorting out a few things despite moving. Um, some of the some of the things that I revealed that came out during that period is I decided to let go a lot of my game collection just to for ease of the move. It wasn't for the reasons um, people thought actually. Some people thought that it was um, influenced by, but possibly by my partner or for other reasons. But no, it really wasn't. It's something I had um, kind of in the background for quite a long time actually. Um, because the, the the problem with this um, the hobby of gaming and collecting games sometimes is you just end up with so many and you just don't know what to do with them sometimes and um, I think it's it's 
honest to say that you know in our we'll we'll never get around to playing all of these games in our lifetime but you know we enjoy the hobby i mean i enjoy getting these games i i I usually um pick these up with the best intentions to play them at some point but you know you get to that harsh reality where you think yeah it's probably not gonna happen so i um i kind of went I, i decided to do like a massive kind of purge really before we moved and um i think i got rid of like over half of the things i owned mostly um I kept a lot of the retro stuff just because, for me, it's quite nostalgic. A lot of so a lot of my Mega Drive stuff I kept because uh, that's the console I kind of grew up with. Um, I kept a lot of my Master System stuff, even though I only started collecting Master System stuff quite um, only in the grand scheme of things quite recently. But I have a bit of a fondness for the Master System, so I decided to keep a lot of that as well. Um, a lot of it really was sort of Xbox 360, PS3 games, um, just because those are so easily accessible digitally. And if I really really miss those games, I could probably just repurchase them later digitally um whether on the consoles or maybe even if i get around to getting a decent gaming pc that can play games like that uh so i just you know, i just didn't i didn't i could let them go quite easy and i just didn't mind really um but yeah but, yeah, but most of most other things were kept but that was that that was hard work doing that i got quite lucky actually where i found a, a buyer who brought majority of it uh, as well as a lot of gaming merchandise i had and they they kind of uh we we came to like a sort of a lump sum uh for sale i think i gave them a probably a stonking deal for what they're because i'm I'm assuming they're just going to go and sell the stuff i give them i think they're one of those uh couples a lovely couple actually really really nice bunch of guys um and they really helped me out actually um in a bit of a stressful period um and they uh, they basically yeah they they took a lot of it off my hands and i think that they they're in the business of basically you know um buying mass quantities of gaming related items or nerd related items as they used to have, as they advertise and um i think they sell it um for profit for themselves although they did tell me they did suffer charity so i gave them some extra stuff actually because um apparently they fi- they told me they fixed consoles up and they uh, well so they say i don't I, I couldn't vouch for that for sure but they um they I, t- I gave them a lot of my broken ps2s i had i had a lot of them which i'd accumulated from various car boot sales with the intention of fixing them myself but i just you know for just let them go and i need to keep them so so yeah that that was that was something that we got out of the way uh, and then of course the move is um that's a bit of a stress you know and then you get these kind of like settling feelings don't you when you move you know it's you gotta you gotta adjust to a new area we don't know anybody down here we don't have any friends or family but neither of us so we're not near anybody um i i in particular had to find new work as well um my, my partner but we, the reason we moved here is my partner found a, a dream job of hers and um what we're, we're ho- I'm, what I'm hoping, and um, I'm sure she's hoping, of course, as well, is that it, it leads to some better things for her career. I'm, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's funny actually. People have sort of said, um, uh, I had a guy recently I was speaking to a, a, when I was at a, a, a business, like, I guess you call it a business meeting, a thing I went to in London recently, saying apparently I was very selfless to do that. But you know, um, in all honesty, I think it was good for me as well. I mean, um, things hadn't. Well, the reason we were in Cambridgeshire, things hadn't really worked out amazingly for me. This is not supposed to be a sob story, I should say, but I guess this is just the route we're going with for the podcast today. But um, things hadn't really gone well for me in my job wise and thing, uh, things. So I, I felt that maybe it would be good for me to uh, you know have a change as well. And you know, change involves challenge, it involves stress. You know, uh, it really kind of feels like I've I'm starting again a bit down here, but. Yeah, we're adjusting, and we're adjusting, and that that sort of, uh, despite I've made a return to the podcast, um, 
it, it, it has been a little bit of a challenge. I'm, I'm not able to kind of do the live shows of Gaming History Online effectively yet. And I don't know when I will be able to just because I've had to take on work that would, that kind of, I guess, conflicts with that. Um, for me, um, I have to stay up quite late to do Gaming History Online. I absolutely love doing Gaming History One. It's a huge thing I really enjoy. Um, a little bit of background about me. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I might have done briefly. Is I used to be involved in radio quite a long time ago. I um, I I ran my own radio show at university, um, which um, I was very proud of. And um, you know, had things been different, maybe I would have sort of stuck in that sort of area. But it was, it was all just a hobby for me, and I really really enjoyed it. I always wanted to kind of keep my hand in some form of radio, and um, having the opportunity uh, laced down the road to do something like Game History was always really a privilege. And I I, I love doing stuff like this. It's it's been absolutely wonderful and i i do hope to continue do, doing it um more and more and um providing as much you know as content as i can but of course um you know the term we all use these days rl does happen and you know we we have to sometimes things just go a bit slower don't they we just we just can't provide content as quickly as we'd like to um <laughs> with that in perspective i i've been working on a um wonder boy um Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap review, uh, which I've which I've had on Xbox uh, One, the Xbox PlayStation Three Sixty for some reason, the Xbox One for quite some time. Played through the game, finished it, absolutely love it. But I've been actually trying to edit a, a review video, but I didn't realise how much time that involved. I've recorded the footage, I've been, I'm recording the uh, the dialogue for the review, but that's just taking longer than I thought. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, I should have a written review, written review because I want to get out something for that quite soon, but. It's it's all just finding the time because uh, a lot of the, a lot of the time I've had to take up recently has been for RL reasons I guess and <laughs> and uh, there's still there's still more to come later in the year so it's not going to be slowing down anytime soon but they you know, that's life for all of us you know things get in the way but that that being said let's move on for this sort of you know the the, the boring stuff shall we and let's uh, but, um, move on to some other stuff um, the so yeah so what I'll just kind of talk about sort of like car boot things um, I might I'll, I'll just talk about the story of today shall we where what i did so um as i've said on um, gaming history x um when i did it as a topic about car boot sales it's basically flea markets if you're or you know like tabletop sales or whatever your preferred term is you know i've been doing this um for quite a while now actually and i don't do it as often in fact i've actually again i've actually adjusted down here because it's finding a place that there's finding places that do this sort of thing and we have one that's actually quite local to where we live which is pretty handy so i don't have to travel too far for it whereas when um i lived um a um, bit further north i had to uh travel a bit further to go to different car boot sales but not the so much the case down here uh, although it does feel like a different world i mean i think i joked I, I briefly said um on gaming history works that this is really where i've never ever seen any microcomputer games um up in the area i used to live in but i've seen quite a few down here already i haven't purchased any because i don't see the, i don't really have the need for microcomputer games i'm when I say microcomputer, I'm talking about like those tapes. So there's mostly ZX Spectrum games. So well, I've seen a few Amstrad games as well, actually, uh, all tape based. But I don't have an Amstrad, and I don't have a ZX Spectrum, and I, I, I don't need to collect those sort of things. I mean, if if I come across the console, or I might, I might be intrigued to pick up a few of the tapes as well. But I'm happy to go through those games on emulation now i, I don't need to I don't, I don't need to get those but you know you, you never i say that now i say that now and things might change um so i go out i go out as often as i can do and um it's a hobby that both me and my partner actually share we both quite enjoy actually doing it um just it's just fun to kind of get out you get a bit of exercise you know you walk around these places you see what people got to sell um most of the time i at least these days i'm striking out and i'm not finding anything i just um but you know there, there has been periods where i've 
done quite well i've uh you know found like various retro games in certain places i mean my my best find i ever i still probably rate as the best retro find is when i was just driving around as a um I guess these were backyard sales or yard sales, as um, you would call them in America. Or, but I don't think it even had a name. I think they just called it a village sale of some sort. So people were basically just um, selling stuff um, from their from their front gardens or front yard. And um, I found in one of these um, these sales uh, a box of Master System games, basically. And that was uh, how I think my love affair with the Master System collecting began. It was just a box full of them. There's quite a few games in it and quite a lot of good ones too. Uh, I, I remember I, I joked. Um, that I found Ease Origin, Ease or Wise Origins in there, but the game wasn't there sadly. But it has the box. I still have that box, and I still need to find the cart for that game. <laughs> but it had a lot of other cool little games on there in there as well. Um, I think it just off the top of my head, it had a lot of sort of like typical like sports games. It had like the boxing game as well. Um, I think it's just called heavyweight boxing or something like that. I'm, I'm really just drawing a blank now about the. Well, I did. There was some really good games in there, but there wasn't one. It'd be easier if I just saw what I didn't find. I guess <laughs> like there wasn't Wonder Boy and there wasn't um, Fantasy Star, but they had. Um, oh, they had the Sonic games. They had um, the the car, complete in box Sonic the Hedgehog, complete in box Sonic Hedgehog Two, um, Sonic Chaos as well was in there, complete in box. That was pretty good. So uh, a few pat had like Teddy Boy that platformer in there. Um, some really yeah, just a, a really good little find and the lady really asked for very little i actually gave her a little bit extra because i fought for the i think there was probably over 20 games in that box and i felt it would have only been fair to give her just a bit more because of i know what some of this retro stuff goes for and only seemed fair um so yeah i that was a box and then on the same day on the same day as i drove home i came across a barn a farmyard barn and i went in there and it also said stuff for sale come in have a look i thought well you never know let's go into this farmyard barn and um i there wasn't really anything there i had a little look around but then in this dusty dusty corner i find a bag that has n64 on it and there's a little shoe box next to it open up the shoe box and i find resident evil 2 and i was so happy it was a complete unboxed version as well because i'm such a fan of resident evil 2 um and that game it's it's one it's not one of these sort of things like you know oh it's oh i found a really expensive game that's really goes for so much money on ebay and now i i really just like resident evil and i i didn't really want to spend uh 50 pound which the car only goes for so uh, i found all of that and i asked the farmer i'd like rush it i think it's i'm assuming he was the farmer he's the guy that owned the barn asking him what did he want for the um I, I was even only just interested in resident evil but he just said have the lot uh, for a very 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 cheap price a crazy cheap price <laughs> unbelievable the price he asked for that as well and um i gave him a little bit more too because again it just didn't seem fair <laughs> just, so um which he seemed very shocked about well he didn't seem shocked actually i think he's going fair enough he goes but um and that, that was it wasn't just in, it wasn't just the resident evil game um what what i got in that like little hall there was i got a uh, resident evil 2 complete in box the cart looked like it was never been played the box looked a bit ratty but it is cardboard those n64 games don't really um yeah don't look great unless you literally put them in those little plastic coverings um it came with n64 as well with an expansion port uh, expansion uh, boy, yeah, little expansion cartridge that goes in the front port um two control well one controller one of the controls is fair party and wasn't doesn't work but doesn't matter i didn't know that until i got it let back home had all the wires had all the connections several games lots of games mostly cart only it had both of the castlevanias were in that in that um, little bat um the little case that it was in um there was a 
what else do we have in there? We had, oh yes, yeah, Sub-Zero Mythology. Yeah, yeah, the Mortal Kombat Mythology game, that terrible, terrible game. <laughs> Which And that, what I loved about how I found that is that was like slipped in like the, in a little back pocket as well. So it's almost like putting this little separate compartment. <laughs> I, was really, I was really happy to find that. Uh, Zelda was in there. Um, Goldeneye was in there. I think Perfect Dark was in there as well. Uh, Jet Force Gemini. Um, you know, like quite a sort of uh, a lot of popular um, N64 games. A lot, a lot of games for the value. And then um, the shoebox as well as containing the the complete box Resident Evil 2 it had loads of manuals uh, for games that weren't even in that pack as well surprisingly so it was obviously maybe there was a, maybe the person that got rid of a few games but that was one of my favourite finds ever really and um, um, that that same day and if I'm getting that one day and I remember calling a really really close buddy of mine um, and um, saying to him what I found and he, and he was just uh, it's, it's really just fun to share that experience with somebody and just share that kind of joy and love and I I have kept all of that those are those none of those stuff none of that stuff was sold when I moved I kept all of those all together um that 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 resident evil 2 n64 game i wouldn't i'd ideally not like to get rid of i mean i have uh resident evil 2 on n64 and um, playstation 1 only still but i would quite like to kind of get every port imaginable if i can finding i find it a reasonable price the um you know it's also there was also a port on dreamcast i would quite like the gamecube port as well but i have seen the gamecube port um, before but it usually goes for out in the wild as well but it usually goes for quite a high price which is yeah, yeah, it just comes to the territory, doesn't it? Anyway, yeah, so moving on to kind of going to sort of the current day. So I, I went out today and, um, you yeah, know, had a look around the, the car boot. Lovely, lovely sunny day. Good blue skies over here in, in England. And it was, um, yeah, because we had a quite a bit of rain over here recently. So it was nice to get a bit of good weather too. And um, so do what you usually do. You're just kind of scanning around. Um, I tend to don't, I don't really get there like at the crack of dawn at these places, which is probably, I think, if you want to find anything is probably when you need to go these days you need to wake up um you gotta get there but i'm not really a huge fan of doing that because it's usually that's when everything will be more expensive and usually get these kind of hordes of people crowding around these people as they get stuff out of their car boot it feels just a bit daunting really i feel a bit bad for those people as well they're selling it's like you know give them (laughs) give them some breathing space at least (laughs) so they're like yeah people are like grabbing stuff before they even remove stuff from their car it's a bit i don't know it just seems a bit bit crazy really there is some advantages going later in the day if you go sort of like towards the end of a car boot sale you can um usually get a better deal because people are like they're usually packing up and they'll sell stuff for cheaper um but i kind of went i guess in the middle i guess so i got to go in there um you know just after nine o'clock whereas these sort of things usually start after sort of seven o'clock um didn't find a lot today but i did find them um, surprisingly i found a, found a i did i did see a guy was selling a mega drive and uh, mega drive model one actually and um a, group, a, lot, a lot of games including Road to the rescue which is a game i've been trying to find actually um that's the elephant game uh and it had a game called zany golf which looked kind of interesting as well as uh, just your typical mega drive games like altered b sonic and all those sort of things and i asked him and how much he wanted for that lot and he he wanted um you know quite a quite a sizable amount for it he wanted 50 pounds for that but i decided again i didn't i don't carry that much when i go to carpet <laughs> you're lucky to go I, I usually take a small amount of uh, money with me uh, i don't i don't spend sort of huge amounts on stuff ideally from a car boot um but i so i declined I've, i was i was curious if he'd sell the stuff individually he wouldn't he wants to sell his bundle and that's fair so you just leave it there but what i found really really funny is i'd never seen this game zany golf in the wild before um, when i say the wild i'm talking about like in the car boot sale or a charity shop or like in a retail store as well and i um 
I, I just a seller just a few a, a few uh, a few pitches down um, had, a, had a couple of Mega Drive games. <laughs> They're all sports games, and one of them was Zany Golf. So in um, in the same day, I see uh, Zany Golf twice, despite never ever seeing this game before. <laughs> and he sold it to me for just a pound, which is brilliant. <laughs> so I'll do that all day every day. Uh, he had a lot ton of other sports games with him, but I was there. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for sports games. I don't need any more. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so that was um, and that was the car boot i mean i um yeah you you come across the popular the popular stuff being sold at car boots these days is um kind of ps ps3 xbox 360 most people are trying to get rid of that sort of stuff now which is quite common but you know like you'll see a lot of call of duties you'll see a lot of sports games loads of fifas in england um so if you get the football game um, a lot of people getting rid of that game um usually will have various iterations of it so they'll have like for FIFA 15, 14, 16 every um, year version, <laughs> and nobody wants them. Nobody wants them at all because they're, you know, because they're, they're, they're annual releases, aren't they? Um, it feels like the Call of Duty games are getting that way too. Um, despite the fact I, I usually enjoy uh, the single players of Call of Duty games, but I don't. I'm, I just don't really get into those multiplayer just because I'm no good, and you know, I don't. I don't have um, friends that play them. I don't. If I was obviously part of a team, I'd probably enjoy it more, but. But I, I I find the single players fun. You know they're 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 a good little lark. You know you, like, yeah, people like usually they like like the Michael Bay films on a boom boom. But yeah, I find them entertaining. Even today, um, I haven't played every single Call of Duty game. But but if I find it cheap, I'll I'll pick it up. I'll give it a whirl. Absolutely. But um, although funny enough, when I said that, I I think I got rid of every Call of Duty game I had in the big sale in the big purge of the collection. So I guess I could start again from fresh, couldn't I? Um, so yeah, that was that. I did find um, something that's a bit obscure um, from the car boot today, which was a, a, a fidget cube. I don't know if anyone's heard of this before. Um, so a fidget cube is, it was, I believe, like a popular Kickstarter thing. Um, at least this is just going from my friend. I can't vouch for the accuracy of this. And it's basically just a, li- a little cube that has like buttons on it or things that you can do. It's, you know, Somebody like if you're one of those people that likes to click your pens a lot, uh, <laughs> which I certainly am. Um, so it has like little buttons you can press, little things you can waggle around, little nubs and things. And I, you know, I thought it's brand new as well. And I got it for a crazy cheap price. And I thought I'd give it a go because um, you know sometimes I get a bit stressed uh, in life as we all do, and um, it might. And sometimes if I'm too stressed, I will turn to the the nearest thing that will relieve that stress, which is probably you know pits not picking my nails, which is not a good habit to get into. <laughs> it really isn't. So I started. So I got this little fidget cube. Thought maybe that would help with that because uh, I've been trying to find ways to kind of alleviate that problem for a long time. Um, um, but yeah, so we'll see how that works. Maybe I'll let, maybe I'll update you about that in the future. <laughs> it seems pretty fun though. I've, I've been I've been I've been using it in my pocket already. Um, just to, when I felt that little urge, um, or with it, so it seems to be it's, it's fun to play around with. You know, it's, there's nothing special to it. It's just like buns everywhere. I've got it just here. I can see if you can hear some little clicking. See fidgeting around um yeah it, was, it seems fun so i've got a fidget cube yeah that's that's what the cool kids have right these days <laughs> cool um so that's that so i i decided to drive home um as i well i drove i just kind of took a detour so i'm still kind of exploring this area actually down here and then i came across um our favorite 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 second hand store in this country which is cex or sex for short um c uh, spelt c e x <laughs> Um, and CEX basically is a it's a secondhand um, store which sells DVDs, Blu-rays, um, you know, games obviously, and um, as, well, as well as consoles and computer parts usually too. Uh, they've recently been getting into the retro business because um, so they've been starting to 
uh, provide a lot of retro games too, which wasn't something that's, I don't know how recent that was, but they've just kind of come started doing now, and it's really kind of really cool to see. So that you you'll see NES games there and uh, Super Nintendo games. They will probably be ludicrously expensive, but I'm glad they do it, um, and it's fun to see what they have sometimes. So I, I popped in, I popped in, I drove in, uh, parked up, and went into this CEX store. Uh, thought I'd check it out as well and uh, see what they had. And it's it's just fun just sometimes see what they stock and what they're selling it for. Uh, in the window. I saw straight away a Saturn copy of Alien Trilogy for £12. I don't have a Saturn, <laughs> sadly. Oh well, I have that game on there, PlayStation 1 anyway. And I, yeah, I really enjoy um, Alien Trilogy. I, I like that on the PlayStation 1. We did um, cover that on the Game Club. Not, uh, well, we probably last it might be a year before that actually now when we did we did it at the same time as um die hard trilogy uh really <laughs> but i i i had quite a fondness for that game just because i'm a big uh xenomorph fan i guess big fan of the alien franchise um although i'm a little bit concerned about that alien covenant film but i'll probably still go see it uh maybe i'll share my thoughts on that as well in another podcast <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they had that in the window, and I was pretty happy. They had a uh, sort of a kind of a green style PSP in there, which is definitely a colour I'd like. But they were selling it for a price that was just far too much, uh, more than I'd like to pay. I think it's like fifty-eight pound. I was like, which may not seem too bad to some people, but it's like, yeah, I, I I've come across PSPs a lot cheaper out in the world, and I, and I've got a few PSPs already. I don't need. To, I'm only going to get more if I if I find them for a reasonable deal. Um, and then going going shop in the window, they had a few NES games. Uh, nothing particularly special. Uh, they sort of lovely. They had like a duck duck hunt cart in there. Uh, they did have a copy of Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo, which was being sold for a hundred and seventy five pounds. Although it looked like it was complete in box, I guess maybe that was part of it. But woo, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I have a Super Nintendo, but I don't need Mega Man X that badly. Um, they did have one retro game though in the retro section. That I was interested in. Um, they had some Game Boy advanced games they had a complete box doom which i already have i still have my um game boy advanced copy of doom i got that on launch <laughs> and still very proud of it to this day doom with the green blood um on the portable system and um next to doom they had the fantasy well, it's, it's just called fantasy star collection i've been looking for this cart and um, cart uh, well, it's, it kind of is a car isn't it this cartridge i guess for a long 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 time for a, for a decent price and uh, and this was going for a price that i was happy happy to go to pull the trigger on it was completely box as well um the box is in kind of ratty condition but i don't care i just wanted the game really i just want to play it just because i i it's only it's it's only the first three fantasy star games so just one two and three which is a bit of a shame really i'm surprised they didn't just shove four in there at the end but i've always kind of wanted to get um play through all of those old fantasy star games but i i much prefer stuff especially rpgs being portable it's just so much easier because i travel a lot for work as well and uh, i when i get home i'm if i'm gaming i'm probably going to be uh, showing a TV with my partner and um, having some sort of portable device to play games is much easier, um, and it just it's just easier on the go too. So if I'm having a lunch break, I can play through like RPGs there. If I just want a break, generally it's fun to do. So I've always been I've been trying to find um, this game for quite a while. Um, so yeah, really happy to find that. So and I'll be because I I did start Fantasy Star the original on the Ma- the Master System version um, on the Ultimate Mega Drive collection on the 360 quite a while ago, um, but I just never got around to finishing just because again just you know it's you need to get access to tv sit down and playing it uh whereas i've always found that if the rpg is just there on a portable device you just flip the thing open play it and they you, you're just good to go so yeah happy to happy get i'm really really happy to have that actually um a, a really cool little game um 
So, uh, as well as that, though, I did pick up uh, two other games as well from CEX. I found um, Namco Museum DS. I've uh, been really going on a big portable kick recently, so been kind of, like, particularly looking for portable games. Um, me finding loads of DS games recently that I'm um, quite happy with. Um, and Namco Museum is a game I already have on, um, probably on the, I think I have it on the Wii, I believe. Uh, but, yeah, these games are nothing surprising. It's got uh, Pac-Man, it's got Gallagher, it's got, uh, what's that? I've got it just here. It's uh, Dig Dug 2. Oh, see, that's interesting. It doesn't have the first one. Does it not, does it not have, no, it doesn't have Dig Dug. So it's got Pac-Man, Gallagher, Dig Dug 2, uh, Exevius, uh, the Tower of Druaga, uh, Mappy, and Galaxian. And then the one that I was very, very interested by, uh, this reason I brought this actually, was um, Pac-Man Versus. So um, as you might remember, Pac-Man Versus is the kind of like that GameCube game, which we I don't believe we got over here in um, England. We um, We... Uh, that, that's one way you, you know, basically you could play the game but three, three people had the Game Boy Advance uh, Game Boy Advance little consoles and they were playing as the, the ghosts and then or was it the other one no no sorry <laughs> I'm getting this wrong aren't I um, one person had the Game Boy Advance and you played as Pac-Man on that little screen and then um, everyone else used the TV to play as the ghost which had like kind of a restricted peripheral view and it was a really fun multiplayer I played it at a retro convention um, in Manchester one year and I was just being I'm having a ton of fun with it I played it with some random strangers <laughs> and uh, we were just all really having a great time. So I was really happy to see this um, in portable form. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing uh, that, yeah, it looks like, uh, looking at the back here, you can play it wildly, challenge up to three of your friends in Pac-Man versus friends, play as a ghost to stop you from mission to clear the board. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm guessing maybe, though, they probably have to have the car. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if you can play a single player. But yeah, I, I always like these, like, having any sort of like retro collection in a portable form as well. It's just good fun. I mean, hey, Pac-Man never gets old, does it? <laughs> if they, so it's very, that's like available and absolutely everything um as well as that i found a copy of dirge of cerberus final fantasy 7 and <laughs> i actually i surprised myself i brought this uh the guy had only apparently just put it out too um uh, for sale uh um, when they they, they they have like this pile next to the counter of stuff that's just like about to be about to be put out um in the shop floor and then that was in there and i looked at it and i was just like should I? Because Dungeon Cerberus, I have a little. It's not really a tale per se, but I, my, I had a friend at university who played it, and um, I, wa- I watched him play Dungeon Cerberus, and it just didn't look like it did a lot for me, really. I, I watched him play it, and um, it kind of felt, uh, from my memory, was it looked like kind of like a you know poor man's devil may cry. I guess but I'm probably completely wrong. You play as Vincent, the sort of you know that that cool vampire guy, I guess. Um, but and this was a very cheap price. I thought it might be fun to maybe like I might do a YouTube video about it of me playing through it. Maybe that'll be fun. And uh, it was a pretty decent price. I was in the back of my head thinking, is there much point of buying this? Do you, will will they just put this on P- PlayStation Four digitally? Uh, but then again, price was so cheap. I thought, ah, screw it. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get Dirge of Cerberus. I, I used to dig Vincent as a character, even though he was like hidden in the game. So you know, a lot of people might not have even found him. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> never mind. But so that that was that really. So I got that. Um, so yeah, CX is a great store though. Um, if you if you happen to be over here in the UK, I mean, they're, they're, I believe they're in Scotland as well. And um, yeah, they're, they're they are around. They're quite quite widely available. If you if you're into sort of uh, you know any any type of game collection, they stock everything. They, they do Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and they but they now go all the way back to uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System and probably even further. I have never seen microcomputer games there though, so I guess they do have some restrictions. <laughs> I'll be I would be very that'd be quite amusing if I did come across a, a ZX Spectrum console there. But I shudder to think what I sell it for because. 
despite the fact I love it that they stock it, they a lot of the retro stuff there is crazy priced. I mean, they had a copy of um, Doom 64 there that I was quite keen to get, but that was I just felt that was sold for more than I thought it was worth, particularly. They had the um, NES Mini there, that mini, that console, which I have. I got lucky and I found that at retail. And I found it for £50, um, which, which was, that's what his initial retail value was um, in a game store. That's our equivalent of kind of GameStop or EB Games over here. And uh, that's literally what it's called, game. <laughs> so, uh, and they were selling that in CX now. It sold for like £113, which is, woo, it's like twice as much that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a big price for that and then they're selling the um the individual controllers which i've never seen before i've never seen a um nes mini controller sold separately and they're 40 pounds which is a lot because i believe those were only 7.99 i think when they were originally um when they were able obviously that that system is now being discontinued um nintendo is not supporting it so and this this store that i was in had piles of them piles of boxed nes minis that nobody was buying so <laughs> so i guess like i, I don't know i I'm, i just i find it kind of baffling i'm surprised that they still i don't know what well, i don't know surprised it hasn't driven the price down just a bit but because people aren't like people clearly aren't happy paying that price over here so and there's, i'm not saying you know, I'm, when i say boxes i'm literally talking they look like there's i think i counted at least 10 boxes in that store and um, you can see them sort of in the background in the store and you know people just they're not interested <laughs> like nah nah i'm good so I'll, I'll buy my switch instead you know because you know well because it's well it's almost half the price of a switch isn't it just get that get that console Speaking of the Switch, I um I also there's a store called Smiths. I think it's Smiths Toys, maybe. So that's like um it looks like our equivalent of Toys R Us, even though Toys R Us is over here as well. In fact, it does feel like a carbon copy of Toys R Us. And um so I popped in there too because um I've I've heard good things uh, from friends that they're pretty good for gaming and then they're, they're particularly good for um. Uh, clearance sales so for the games as well uh so i looked in there and i'm greeted uh, as soon as i enter that lobby um, in there i'm actually greeted with a sale table um of toys basically they had a few sort of pop figures going for three pounds none particularly i was interested in and a, and a ton of toys are discounted um went into the game section and yep yep lo and behold there was games on clearance they had um sort of all the fire emblem games like the the, uh, the fire emblem fates particularly uh well that's not all so it's just um birthright and conquest uh for 20 quid a piece which is actually a freaking good deal for a fire emblem game considering you, you'd be hard hard pressed to find fire emblem cheap anywhere i've never seen i always thought that at least over here anyway i've never seen a fire emblem um, be sold for under 30 quid on or even online um let me just take a sip of my drink here because my, my mouth's getting a little dry hold on hmm. and they had like um they had a few other sort of random games they're doing they're selling um playstation vr games really cheap they were selling um uh what's it called um until dawn rush of blood for only seven pounds um I, I personally don't really have any interest in vr at all so i just sort of thought nah, nah i'm good i'm good um then maybe that's a tale for another time maybe i'll talk about my opinions of vr at a later date uh they had a uh, yeah they, so they had uh, they, they i almost pulled the trigger on uh, resident evil 7 because uh, they were selling that for 30 pound but i thought yeah, I'll just just I'll just hold off a little bit longer. So yeah, they had a, it had a good sale. Um, uh, they had some good stuff available there, but I I didn't end up going for anything there at all. Um, the uh, the it's it's funny with sort of the Xbox One. I do I do have both an Xbox One and a PlayStation Four now, but 
I'm starting to be a bit more kind of moved to the digital only platform um, route with most of those. Unless I see the game like ridiculously cheap, I guess, then I might get it. But or if it's something I really, really want and I just can't wait because I've I found over here at least um, the a lot of the uh, games are still cheaper retail than digitally. But um, otherwise, I am trying to sort of move more forward to going digital only of most of these consoles because there's really no point in collecting for those. In my, that's my opinion. There's no point in collecting discs for PlayStation 4 um, or Xbox One unless you have... Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... It seems point since all those consoles feel so internet-based these days. It's just, just go digital, I think. Um, so that's that, and then uh, finally, but on my little trip out today, I did I did stop in a game store as well, and I um, found a copy of Trails of Cold Steel Two, which is a um, for the Vita. <laughs> so that's the main important thing because I'm a big fan of the Vita. I still am as well, and it makes me sad that that um, console doesn't do as you know it didn't get the uh, I don't know. Well, Sony, I guess maybe didn't do um, didn't do the right moves for the Vita. Uh, but so I, if I find um, a Vita game that I want to play for a decent price, and I, I jump on it. And the the Trails of Cold Steel games are ones I'm interested in. I don't have the first one though, so I have the second one because I they were selling it for half price. So I was like, yeah, let's do that all day every day. Um, so yeah, and it's portable. It's portable. And it's an RPG, and that game, by the way, uh, the Trails of Cold Steel games are coming to PC later this year, I believe. So if you are interested in those, um, but you don't mind playing on your computer, then you can always go check them out there. Um, I just need to now try and find to track down the affordable version of the first one because I'm not. There's no way I'm playing this second one unless I play the first one. Ah uh, well, yeah. So that's my trip out. That was the um, that was the bit of game hunting there, and uh, that that's really kind of what I do. I, I look. I'm looking at the sort of the sale stuff, the, the discount stuff, just trying to trying to hunt for a good deal and you know as well as get some exercise um but yeah i think my, i think the one i was very, most happiest with was um, fantasy star although i should i really shouldn't discount zany golf though should i because zany golf does look pretty cool oh i opened i opened it up too as well and um, zany golf had a poster for populous and um, the the original ea game which i'm really happy with actually it's really good i'll take a picture of that and um, put it on twitter it's like it's populous on the mega drive so it's like it looks like the basically the front cover of the mega drive game and I, I love finding stuff like that in retro games as well when you find they come with like an old retro poster um in my previous uh flat where i used to live we had a big stairwell that we we had exclusive access to and i just literally plastered that stairwell with old um gaming posters that i accumulated from conventions as well as retro game posters and um Sadly, we don't have that in the place we live now, which makes me very, very sad. But maybe if I get my own property one day, um, which we'll see if that ever happens <laughs> with the way house prices are, um, uh, then maybe I can plast uh, the stairwell there with um, game posters. <laughs> yeah, one, one, one can dream. One can dream, can't they? Absolutely. So yeah, that's, so um, moving on, um, I might as well just talk about kind of what I've been playing really. Um, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't exclusively. Uh, friends are the same. You know, we we don't exclusively stick to the retro stuff. Um, I might, might as well just talk about this since I mentioned it earlier. Is Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap? Um, I've been playing. I've played it through twice already, which I I haven't done that for a game in general for quite a while actually. I, I was just so smitten with Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. Um, so I, um, I I didn't actually get it. My my um, my partner got me the uh, Wonder Boy backdrop. Well, she got me a. Um, she surprised me when she came home from work one day and got me a Xbox gift card. And she says, "Oh, you know, I know you've been looking forward to Dragon's Trap." Um, so she says, "When you get it, because I'd been holding off, uh, just because um, I thought because I've been you know, trying to sort of save money and stuff and uh, being a bit careful." Then she just surprised me with that. I thought, "Hell yeah, let's play Wonder Boy." Uh, 
big 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 fan of the wonder boy series myself um so i, I was very happy to see this existed and i i did want to buy it as well uh to support sort of games like this coming out and it is it's just a remaster um in the sense that it is uh it is that old master system game really it, it, it with warts and all we said it just has a beautiful liquor paint to it and a very good soundtrack those are sort of the most those big changes there's a few little changes as well um you can play as wonder girl now which is good i think that's a really good change as well um a good, a good friend of mine i remember him saying a lot a while ago that he he's got a daughter who um he tried to introduce to games like sort of zelda and stuff but she was was always apparently put off because she couldn't play as a girl um so it's good that they sort of just put some kind of like a little simple alteration to a retro game that will kind of appeal to i guess you know to a wider audience i think that's just great um the so yeah wonder girls the another a new edition um as well as that they've kind of put a few hidden challenge rooms in the game as well which are sort of very difficult but they're not sort of compulsory you don't have to play them and they're just for people that like a little bit of extra spice to their game um i haven't completed them all myself yet because they, they are pretty pretty tough and they're also hidden i don't i haven't found where they all are yet and i'm i'm quite keen to kind of play it the way that you know retro games used to be played where you know i don't i don't i'm not gonna just jump on the guys just yet um and i was actually very proud of myself because i did um, play and play through and finish it without a guide um this is the um wonder boy get the uh, wonder boy dragon's trap because i should make a confession if i have played wonder boy the dragon's trap but i never finished it um in fact because i only acquired it probably fairly recently within the last maybe you know five years like i said um since i was collecting masters in games so i've only played a, um, a little bit of it never finished a game but definitely finished this version um they've obviously with the with you having more buttons because it's not a mask system you can now um press you know you've got you've got the whole xbox one controller or ps4 controller or, or switch controller because obviously you might have it on that get that system and of course the game's coming to steam later so you've got all the the keyboard all the um probably the controller i guess for that um so they've mapped uh, made things a bit more simple so now you can just use magic at the tap of the button rather than pressing i think it was up and one, um, two or one um, on the mask system and of course you don't have to pause the game to change your magic and of course if you had a mask system you remember you had to pause the game on the console itself I mean if you're like me you use your foot <laughs> you know you just kick that console to pause it um which just which just wasn't practical because all the master system controller had was the d-pad and the two buttons that's it um as, as much as i love the system it's like you know boy did it have some weird design choices to it but hey hey that was that was the way things were back then uh so yeah of course you have a pause button on the controller now and um you can now switch your like magic and items on the fly and use them with the tap of button um simple i haven't even sort of said what this game is have I? It's, it's basically like a an action platformer really this game uh you know metroidvania style as they say although this you know this game kind of predates that idea but it is that same sort of sense of you know um you play you play as wonder boy or girl you you get cursed by a dragon at the beginning of the game and you turn into lizard man and the game is you kind of going from sort of place to place uh defeating bosses turning into another animal the new anim the animal you have will kind of have different abilities that will help you access new areas essentially um but such a simple like there's not it's when i was sort of playing through it it's there's not really a lot to say about it it very much is just going from you know one one corner of the screen to the other from right to left or left to right in some cases um there's not even a lot of platforming in this game particularly it's more sort of combat collecting money upgrading your equipment upgrading your armor and stuff but i don't know it's something about the simplicity just i just just love about it it's uh maybe it's the help with the 
with the the assistance with the the you know, the new the new lovely hand drawn graphics and the um, the new soundtrack, which is just really well done, like fully orchestrated orchestral soundtrack. Um, yeah, I, I was very smitten with this game. I was very very happy with it. Um, so I, and I really would recommend it to anybody. Absolutely worth picking up, and um, it's very short too. Uh, a lot of people, I know that's the cool thing these days is that short isn't good. Which is a shame, um, because I think I, that's one thing I like about retro games, really, is a lot of the old retro games are short. And, you know, uh, being being older than I am and having sort of responsibilities um, and, you know, like having a job and I have other hobbies as well. and I have other projects um, I'm working on and um, it's it's quite refreshing to be able to play through a game that you can actually finish like within a short period of time and something you can enjoy. And, um, you know, as I just mentioned earlier, the first thing I wanted to do when I finished Wonder Boy is I, I literally went back and played it again. I've played it through twice already. And when I say long, I guess I should clarify it's, you know, probably you know you're looking about sort of three to four hours if you're experienced with this sort of game but that that number could be a lot shorter if you play through this multiple times i think if you're if you've never played wonder boy if you've never played a wonder boy game at all um you'll probably be looking maybe up to eight hours i think just to kind of get used to this thing because this game does have a few tropes of um there's no map so you don't exactly know where you're going although i feel that the game's like overall big map is not too big so even if you do get lost there's there's not too many options where you you could go next so it's, it's not it doesn't guide you particularly it doesn't say oh go this way but there's not really a lot of there's not a lot of options where you you know there's not too many options available to you so it usually is narrowed down to somewhere um but it's uh, but yeah i i really enjoyed it i i'm very very fond of wonder boy the dragon's trap and i highly recommend it to people if you're a retro gamer you've probably brought it already if you're Wonderboy fan you probably brought it already um i am very very much looking forward to the next game um which is from a different studio um which is monster boy which i think the original wonder boy creator has a hand in i could be wrong about that again i, I haven't prepared for this show i've just this is uh, i've got no research with me um i do apologize for that uh but yeah i'm very much looking forward to that because that's going to be a brand new standalone game it's going to be similar to this game wonder boy dress chat but it looks like it's going to be have a lot more to it so and i, I couldn't be happier i'm so happy we've got all these wonder boy games coming out because i was waiting for so long for a new wonder boy games come out and now we have loads we got loads of wonder boy it's brilliant um so yeah that's what that's one of the one of the ones i've been playing um i've also been playing uh with my partner actually stardew valley um which is kind of funny actually there's a little bit of a funny story to that so i brought stardew valley because i picked it up um well look i saw in the store page uh, before i got it that it said um this is the re- i should clarify the retail box it says on the back of the box, um, one to two players. And I thought, oh, that's cute. Um, didn't do my research for this at all. I thought, oh, yeah, this would be a good thing to play with my partner. Because I've always wanted to get into the sort of the Harvest Moon type games for quite a while. And I thought this would be a fun thing to share. Um, that's really, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about Stardew Valley apart from it was like a Harvest Moon type game. Um, but, and that's about it. I didn't really read much into it. Got the game, brought it home, and um, it does. Yeah, it says one to two players on the back of the box, but there ain't no two player mode in this buddy <laughs> i was duped <laughs> so I, I do a quick as you do you do a bit of research on the internet and then you go on the main page and it says um multiplayer is supposedly in the works but it's like literally like a sentence they put um so yeah yeah i saw do but it doesn't matter because we've been enjoying it regardless um, a fun little game fun little game stardew valley i think i think if you if you're like me, if you feel a bit sort of daunted by the prospect of Harvest Moon, this is a nice little game to maybe ease you into that journey. Because I do, um, I have Harvest Moon on the PSP, 
maybe some people might laugh and say that's not a good place to start they might say huh, that's not the one that you want to be playing you want to go maybe because there's this harvest moon game almost on every bloody system isn't there <laughs> so you i was in cex today and i saw that it was on um, there's various versions of it on the 3ds and um there's a you know, the gamecube <laughs> game i didn't even know existed um so yeah harvest moon everywhere harvest moon all over the place um so yeah, um, but I always felt daunted. I tried the PSP game, and I felt I felt a little overwhelmed by it. Actually, I thought, I thought ooh, ooh. whereas Stardew Valley does quite a nice job of kind of easing you into it, I think, and it, uh, kind of letting you have things a bit your own way. You can kind of do things. I would, I'm sure that's probably the case of Harvest Moon as well. Um, you know, again, I'm not I'm not a Harvest Moon veteran. Um, all I know is that when I go to a Comic Con, everyone's always asking for Harvest Moon at the retro section. <laughs> so, uh, but I've always, always, always got to just kind of see what all the fuss was about. You know, I just want to join in and have fun too. I just want to know why people love this game, and I want to love it too as well. Uh, but now that I've played a bit of Stardew, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it as well, and we're 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 sharing the game together. You know, we're like we we play like a day each in the, in the farm la- farm life, and then we swap between each. Um, we we hand the control to the other person. They play a day themselves, and then we're usually commentating over it, which is a massive thrill of game. Isn't it? You know, you can just you can play with someone, and they they give you the um like the driver's or well, the, the passenger seat commentary like in a car, saying, "No, you do do that, do that instead. What are you doing? Don't sell that. Don't. Oh, oh my God." What, what, what you just, no, okay you just you just ruined that now haven't you <laughs> these are some that's, that gives you a bit of a running commentary of what we've had so far with the stardew valley really not a lot to say about stardew valley I, I think i would recommend it to everybody um in terms of that if well everybody in terms of if you've ever wanted to get into like these farming or sim like type games or not sure i call it a sim though i mean when i when i think of sim i think of those like theme hospital or the sims of course itself whereas this feels just more of a you know you can have things your own way really you can you can grow crops you can do that sort of stuff or you can go in a mine and literally kill monsters in there you can go get a sword and things got a little kind of action game going there and there's just so much charm to this the the graphics are uh, beautiful like they're these cute little retro sprites they have this kind of like super nintendo feel to them um even like i thought it felt very similar to sort of final fantasy 6 kind of style um the music is just great in this game that's one of the reasons i got the retail version because it comes with the cd soundtrack and i am all about those cd soundtracks love them love them love them love them um so yeah so yeah, yeah you, can, you can really i think if you if you need like direction or if you're someone that just wants to go like you just want to play a game and think yeah i want to go from point a to point b and that's it then yeah maybe this isn't for you but i don't know it's it's a fun like pointless busy work game i enjoyed it a lot um and obviously we're still playing it at the moment so yeah live the live the farming life you want to live <laughs> um as well as that speaking of point a to point b i've uh, i picked up little nightmares as well which i mentioned recently um on gaming history x not played a lot of it not played as much as i wanted to um uh, it's a horror game kind of <laughs> well yeah it is a horror game isn't it but i i the reason i say kind of is it's not i feel that the game's not i don't know i don't feel it's the horror, horror experience it appears to be advertised um from what i've played so far i'm about two hours into it um you play as this like little cute little raincoat girl who's uh, her her sort of face is obscured it feels very I thought very Nightmare Before Christmas, very Coraline, if you've seen those sort of stop-motion animation style movies, where uh, the animation seems almost deliberately juddered, but the the sort of the audio and the ambience in this game is very well done. It's, it's a very eerie game. You know, there's creepy things in this game, but there's no... There's no gore. I don't. I don't feel there's anything particularly like you know graphic. Um, there are some obviously. Well, there's a scene in it quite early on where you know, which just definitely fills you with dread and stuff. You know, it, it does that really well. It has this goal. Yeah, you know, I feel it's more like a dread game, but not really a. 
it doesn't have the kind of like jump out and scare you like boo kind of moments jump scares there's none of that which i i think i like a lot so i i like what this game's going for um in terms of what it is it feels like i guess sort of like limbo or like inside if you haven't played inside yet um well, you know, simple controls, you kind of got, you grab, you can grab things and um, solve basic puzzles. Um, you've got a little lighter, so you can light little beacons, which I think are the checkpoints. I could be wrong, or maybe they're just to go towards an achievement or trophy. Um, although you kind of have a 3D space in this game. Unlike Limbo, which is 2D, this one you have um, access, you, you can walk um, up, down, left, and right, which in some areas is a bit problematic because the game does require you to do some pretty pitch-perfect jumping, which is a bit difficult when you've got to work quickly with the 3d but despite those little issues i'm i'm enjoying it um i need to get back to it though i think it's just you know we've just been just been busy really but so i do recommend it on my and it's quite cheap as well i got that one then physically too because it has a cd soundtrack i like the cd soundtracks <laughs> you're noticing a pattern here with me <laughs> um so that's little nightmares and what else have i been playing i mean maybe we'll leave it there today there was one other game that i um there was, I think, the one to bring up, but I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I really should have just written it down, shouldn't I? <laughs> I, I wrote down those other three, but I think there's one other major one. Um, well, I, I guess I can't think of it at the moment. So, but yeah, maybe I'll I'll uh, talk about it another time. But so that's kind of what I've been um, going on. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll sum up this little podcast. Um, I'm surprised I'm always gone an entire hour. That's kind of impressive, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, guys. Um, of course, you know you can check us out. Um, check me out. Um, at Jamalais on Twitter. I'm usually um on there talking rubbish uh, most days these days <laughs> as well. Uh, and um, uh, of course, do check out Gaming History One one.com um for articles i know i haven't put a lot of stuff um, on there recently but fred has and um, please go read his articles his articles are absolutely wonderful and um just giving fred a bit of extra plug time is he did do a stream on twitch which is the gaming history 101 twitch channel uh where he did a kind of a q a for the game the surge which i know is not a retro game it's a modern game but very much um I, I watched that um last night in fact and i really really enjoyed it or kind of last night slash this morning i guess because <laughs> of how our time zones cross over and um i guess yeah kind of dark souls sort of that's what i'm kind of getting from it but i but fred really gives a good analysis of the game um which is something i i love about him and what he does when he when he because he he talks about um sort of the analytics of the games um like you know the mechanics and things and and he answers a lot of questions um from the audience about the game and a really really good video really if you're because i I'll, I'll be honest i don't know anything about the surge and um, this game just seemed to just pop up in advertisements just last week so i don't know anything about it so um videos like that are great to watch when you want to just get a bit more information about it probably not a game i'm going to purchase um anytime soon had i had the expendable income i probably would but um i don't at the moment so but i'm probably might look into it later down the road it looks interesting um definitely looks interesting kind of like a cyberpunk you know melee focus game with the sort of the dark souls feel to it but i, I just say at least there's something about it that just doesn't feel completely dark souls because it doesn't have like the dark souls like multiplayer stuff or the co-op or the you know the the thing the messages which i always feel are very um 
Dark Souls feeling uh, because they actually have a whole like melee system of Dark Souls. You know, there are a lot of games have done that before, even before Dark Souls. Um, there's a game I really like back on the Xbox uh, called Enclave, a uh, game that some people might, if people even know that game, they might think, "Oh, that game sucked." <laughs> but I really like that game. But that game was very melee focused. I always felt I felt that uh, that was almost like a very early Dark Souls style game. That even had like health potions you drink and everything like that, and it was brutally hard if you went melee, but it was actually brutally easily if you went mage. <laughs> so it shares some similarities. Hey, maybe I should talk about Enclave on another podcast. Um, but I guess, I guess, should we leave it there then, guys? Um, um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I just, yeah, I thought it would be just nice to maybe do this. And if you've stuck with me for this entire um, show, thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, keep listening, uh, keep watching, keep reading, and um, I'll catch you again soon. Um, and um, yeah, maybe I'll do some more of these solo podcasts um, in the future for you. Uh, have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.